This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is the chairman of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Kansas U.S. Senator Pat Roberts. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan at www.goodgrowthplan.com. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. Kansas U.S. Senator Pat Roberts has a distinguished career of service to U.S. agriculture. He is the only person to ever chair both the House Agriculture Committee and now the Agriculture Committee in the Senate. Also a member of the Finance Committee, Roberts is involved in an effort to bring about tax reform and the debate over TPA. Within the Agriculture Committee, he has set an aggressive hearing schedule on critical agriculture issues, ranging from environmental regulations to trade with Cuba. Senator Roberts says working for agriculture isn't a job, it's a calling. Agriculture has always been a top priority for me. I've been very privileged to serve on the House Ag Committee and the Senate Ag Committee, and I feel very privileged now to be chairman of the Senate Agriculture Committee. Plus, if you do a good job, well, you represent the finest folks our country has to offer. Evaluate the 14 Farm Bill, especially now as we are facing implementation. Is it what you hoped it would be? Well, personally, uh, I have some problems with the bill with regards to policy concerns. I'm somewhat worried that uh, and concerned that some of the subsidy levels and the way this is headed, the farmers uh, will be uh, will be planning for the uh, government as opposed to the market. Uh, that was the whole idea of the bill back in 1996 to move away from that and to emphasize such things as crop insurance. Uh, in the end result in 2014, we save and improve crop insurance. We're happy about that. Wasn't too happy about the direction of the bill policy-wise. Do you think with this legislation that you would have worked harder to get it than you will to keep it? Well, that's a good question. It took us 400 days to get what we had, and finally, uh, the issue of predictability and having a bill uh, topped any other issue with regards to changing it. Uh, if you spent 400 days with uh, our producers out there wondering when on earth they're you know, going to get a bill, not to mention their ag lenders, why well, we had to get a bill done. So getting it done, I think, was the uh, primary issue. Now, there are those that say this will be the last farm bill. I don't think that's correct. Uh, I think we will always play a very important part in the economy of the United States. And uh, we have always had several generations who didn't really appreciate where their food comes from. And now there's a whole generation who are very, are very particular uh, about their food and what they eat. So uh, I think that interest will continue. We just have to keep up with our education efforts to uh, to try to make them understand that we need a reasonable agriculture policy. Senator, where are the attackers and where are likely to be the challenges that would come after this policy, either to take money away or to reopen and rewrite? Well, Jeff, you always have during the ag appropriations uh, bill. <clears throat> of course, we haven't done a, uh, appropriation bills. We haven't done a budget in the Senate for seven years. If you can get budgets, uh, well, then you get to reconciliation. Now, I know I'm talking, you know, Washington talk here, but that allows you to do the spending bills. And then you have an egg spending bill, if you will, or an appropriation bill. You always have those who will take a particular interest in a particular program and try to cut it. Uh, you have those uh, who I usually go to and say, look, if you want to run the Ag Committee, why don't you get on it? On the attackers, it usually comes from people 
who would like to cut spending. And obviously, uh, we have a budget, and the budget process is about to begin. Uh, there are many steps before we know if the Agriculture Committee must find savings within our jurisdiction over mandatory spending. Uh, we have risen to the challenge to find savings before. Uh, my goodness, with an $18 trillion debt, we have to really step up to that. We can do it again if need to, uh, but I think any discussion over a particular part of the budget, I think that's premature. When we think about challenges, the president's budget would take $16 billion from crop insurance. You have legislation that is... Let me right there. Uh, We're not going to do that. Another piece of legislation that would put a means test on the taxpayer portion of subsidy for crop insurance. Yeah, we're not going to do that either. So these challenges that are coming, will they find an opportunity to, to take hold and actually be debated? Well, I think uh, there are those that would like to do that uh, that are not on the committee or don't understand crop insurance. There's a little thing about the estate tax that you might want to mention, too. We're not going to do that either. As a matter of fact, when the president's budget came over the transom of the uh, Senate Agriculture Committee, we just uh, picked it up and, you know, took a look at it and tossed it back. Uh, we ought to get rid of the estate tax, not increase it, for Lord's sake. And crop insurance, if you take a look at that, uh, the last three years we've had a significant drought. If a farmer didn't have crop insurance, then you're into the business of trying to get a disaster program through. Look at the livestock disaster program that took three years to get done. And a disaster program is very difficult to put together, very difficult to pass, and then extremely difficult uh, to implement. And finally, uh, the farmer or the rancher uh, gets assistance. And it may not be the kind of assistance that really is timely or can keep his head above water or her head above water. And so crop insurance is uh, basically an easy way to uh, ease the mind of the ag lender and the producer. The GAO offering a study suggesting perhaps the RMA hasn't been charging enough for crop insurance. RMA saying they feel like they've provided plenty of information on the matter and that raising premiums too high could suffer the program. You know, GAO has to understand that crop insurance is an extremely valuable tool that farmers purchase to help uh, manage a number of risks. We've talked about uh, floods and drought. Uh, price changes, unexpected yield losses. Uh, we work very closely uh, to uh, ensure that it's available uh, for producers of different crops in different regions of the country. Uh, RMA is supposed to work to assure that the premium rates reflect the risk in that particular region and in the system. So over the longer term, uh, I think crop insurance is key to providing farmers and consumers a stable and affordable food supply. The GAO pretty well reflects the question uh, and the attitude of the uh, member of Congress who requested that information. Uh, that information was requested two years ago. We'll be working with the GAO to see if uh, uh, they can have a better understanding of crop insurance. They had a report earlier this year basically giving the idea that the crop insurance companies perhaps were making more than there was allotted under the law and the taxpayer offering subsidy. The crop insurance companies were making too much money. Listen, each year uh, it's up to the Agriculture Committee to conduct oversight on all farm programs. And so we'll be doing that with crop insurance. Uh, we might want to take a look at the salaries of the people that work for GAO. We want to means test some of their reports. 
I spoke with the chairman of the House Agriculture Committee, Mr. Conway, and he suggested a soup-to-nuts review of nutrition programs within the Department of Agriculture. How do you feel about his effort, and is now the time to review? Well, we've talked with Mike, and uh, Mike's a former drill sergeant, so uh, I think he wants to get his people lined up and uh, make sure they pass inspection. And that goes for every program uh, within the USDA. I, I think it's timely. I'm not sure we'd want to do it every year, but uh, I think it's timely. And uh, we are working in concert with Mike. Uh, he's got a very ambitious agenda. I give him a lot of credit to do that. And uh, we're looking forward to working with the House. Some feared that if they found areas that there should be adjustment in spending on nutrition, that that would open the farm bill and those would not allow cuts in nutrition without another change in spending for farm programs. I don't think that that uh, is necessarily the case. And uh, I would go back that the budget is a blueprint. Uh, That process is just about to begin. There are many steps that we, uh, that we have to take before we even know if the Agriculture Committee must find savings within our jurisdiction over mandatory spending. Uh, we're going to have a lot of messaging votes on the floor uh, during that uh, budget reconciliation, what we call a, a voterama. Some will be critical of agriculture and crop insurance. I want to emphasize these are just messaging amendments. Uh, we're not going to know if we will have real cuts until... Uh, reconciliation, which may or may not, uh, you know, happen at that point. Uh, it would be very counterproductive during this entire year to open up the farm bill. Senator Hatch suggested that uh, he would like to see TPA for the Obama administration in April. What are your thoughts for Trade Promotion Authority for this administration in lieu of the Trans-Pacific Partnership and other uh, trade agreements that we're, uh, we're discussing now? Well, that's 40% of the Asian population. It seems to me that that is in our national interest. And I had hoped, along with Orrin Hatch, and Orrin's doing a good job as chairman of the Finance Committee, and I sit there as well. I'd really hope, Jeff, that this would be one area where the administration could work with the new Congress and vice versa. That at least was the the word that we got uh, from the administration early on. But lately, uh, that has not been the case. The ranking member, Ron Wyden, used to be chairman. Uh, has indicated he wants a trade bill, but uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, from him and uh, some of my colleagues in the minority uh, that instead of having fast track, uh, you'll have fast track plus. Plus means it will go to the Ways and Means Committee and the Finance Committee, and then we on the Finance Committee and Ways and Means, the members of Congress over there in the House, would vote on various sections of the trade bill. You're not going to get a trade bill if that's the case. That's the whole meaning of fast track, that it's an up or down vote. Otherwise, you'll have 435 members or, or trade bills in the House and 100 in the Senate. So that was a real uh, monkey wrench in the gearbox. We're getting uh, good work from our trade rep. He does a good job uh, working very hard. I hope it's not the case that that is uh, one of those things we have to put on the shelf and to until uh, 2016, but uh, it seems to me that uh, time is fleeting and we're not really making too much headway. When we look to issues for 2015 and beyond agriculture, I would really love to see, and small business would love to see, tax reform. Is that high enough on the agenda that can be accomplished in this 2015, or is that too close to the election? Well, we had hoped again that there was an area where we could work with the administration on comprehensive tax reform. Now, that's the whole deal. Uh, If you stacked up the entire 
uh, tax code to be nine feet tall. It's just terribly complex, uh, very difficult to work through, and uh, there's a lot of talk about oh, flat taxes and things like that, and that's going to get serious consideration. You know, last year the IRS issued rules uh, requiring farmers and ranchers to change the way they account for repairs and maintenance and supplies. New rules force the capitalization of these costs, meaning that they have to depreciate over a number of years. That's very different from the old rule, which allowed the cost to be deducted uh, right away. We have joined and tried to help lead some farm state senators to raise the issue with the IRS. They very begrudgingly released new rules to ease the tax filing and the reporting burdens of, of farmers. Obviously, the uh, 179 expensing uh, provision that was included in the tax extender. We have to protect that. Comprehensive tax reform, uh, we are divided up into five working groups. I'm on the business and international working group. Uh, we are meeting in a bipartisan effort. Uh, just attended a big meeting yesterday, one on business and one on international. The idea is that at the end of the month uh, that we take the consensus, if we can reach consensus, and put that into a comprehensive bill. Now, always before, uh, Harry Reid has said the cost of that in moving it forward was a trillion dollars. We would always ask what the trillion dollars would be spent for, and they would always come up with some kind of a program, and we would always say, well, wait a minute, that also involved revenue enhancement, that's called taxes, and we don't want to do that. So I don't know if we finally get down to that or not. There's another school of thought, Jeff, and that would be to take things that we know that we could do, uh, pretty much what's on the tax extenders. Uh, you get into health care with regards to repealing the medical device tax. Uh, make sure we have the 179 uh, expensing. I could go down the list. These are things we can do that has bipartisan support. Eventually, if we can't get uh, comprehensive tax reform, we could do that. Senator, you have experience in the Intelligence Committee and also in agriculture. And there are many who would like to see more normalized trade with Cuba. President's already taken action, and there is legislation that would eliminate the embargo. What is the pro and the con of working with our communist neighbors to the south? Well, we were going to have a hearing and learn from the administration uh, precisely uh, what our, our trade posture will be with Cuba, as opposed to simply uh, saying we're going to trade with Cuba. We obviously need to expand our trade with that country if we possibly can. I don't know of any farm organization or commodity group that uh, is opposed to that, awful lot of people that are for it. We had a scheduling conflict with some of the witnesses. We're going to reschedule the hearing for next month, and we hope to learn from the administration precisely what we're talking about. I think we have to be realistic in this. I have been to Cuba uh, with a trade mission uh, some years ago. Uh, I went on my own with Max Baucus to uh, talk to Fidel. Uh, obviously, it is brother Raul, who is in charge now, they haven't changed. It's a communist regime. Uh, we would always get into a trade talk, and we would be able to sell uh, whatever we were trying to sell with regards to products to schools and to hospitals and restaurants. And then all the rest of it, uh, we ended up with a state-owned enterprise or a state enterprise, and you sort of hit a brick wall. And then you wondered about ex extending our export programs uh, to a regime that uh, still hasn't changed much, uh, to say the least. And so those questions have to be answered, it seems to me. On the whole, let's have the hearing and uh, let's hear the particulars. I, I, I think this is one of those issues that 
the president has a bucket list with regards to his legacy, and he just simply pulled that out and said, well, we're going to trade with Cuba. And so the opportunities will be in the details, and that's why we'll have the hearing. A lot in agriculture are concerned about the EPA's definition of waters of the U.S., and we understand a final rule may soon be coming from the EPA. Are you concerned about their action, and is there the political will with enough of a majority in the Congress to change their plan? Sure hope so, Jeff. We met with the administrator just before we got out in the last session of Congress. We meaning, I think there were nine senators. I pointed out that under waters of the U.S., there, it was a two-page recommendation by the EPA uh, with regards to the ruling. There was one line in there, normal farming practices should be exempted. Then a little parents, and it said see regs and parents. Well, that ended up with 88 uh, pages in the Federal Register. If you printed it out so everybody listening could actually read it, at the kitchen table, there's about 300 pages. I defy anybody to figure out what the regs are with waters of the U.S. This is a national problem, from the Chesapeake to California to uh, the dry creek beds in Kansas, or farm ponds. The criteria usually is that the water should be clean enough so you could swim in it. I have made the comment to many farm groups, I know all of you want, after a hard day's work, to get in your bathing suit and go out there and, and canoe in your farm pond. That's ridiculous. These are farm ponds where no self-respecting duck would ever land. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So I hope that we can get some real traction on this. We're going to have a hearing this month on waters of the U.S. We will have the EPA there, and we will have a lot of farmers and producers uh, to expand on just how this is a very difficult situation with overregulation. This is probably number one issue uh, I think in farm country, I don't know of any farm group or farm organization who is not alarmed by this. We need the EPA to back off of these rules uh, as opposed to delaying them. Do you have enough votes? Well, uh, we'll sure uh, set the predicate with regards to the problems we're facing. Then you go to the Committee of Jurisdiction, was, uh, which is Environmental and Public Works, and then you have a great chairman over there, Jim Inhofe, uh, who has a different view of the, of the previous chairman. And Jim uh, is talking, and we're working with him with regards to legislation, uh, if necessary. But the better course of action is to convince the EPA to simply back off. In conversation with Secretary Vilsack, he says there's not any other changes the Department of Agriculture can make to country of origin labeling unless the Congress takes action. What are your thoughts on COOL? What do you expect from this appeal from the WTO? Well, that was the problem that we were worried about uh, when we first got in to the country of origin labeling. The WTO ruling is coming, and cool might be pretty hot by the time it's through. Uh, we learned that with cotton some years ago. It was pretty expensive. We'll have to see. Uh, we have shared our concerns with the secretary. One thing about this, Jeff, I, I have, I've never seen a marketing study to indicate that uh, consumers would buy more if, in fact, uh, we had the country of origin labeling. We need to see what WTO says, and then we're going to review all the options that we have. Senator, I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to visit with you. It's good to talk to you again. This is National Agriculture Week. National Agriculture Day is upon us. Um, this is Open Mic. Senator Roberts, the microphone's yours. Just want to thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity. And want farmers and ranchers out there to know, regardless of what part of the country you come from, we got some folks on the Ag Committee that we got your back, especially with the problem of overregulations. I know a lot of farmers and ranchers uh, have told me they feel ruled, uh, not governed. 
I think that's in part because we have way too many folks in agencies of the federal government who do not trust us to do the right thing, us meaning uh, taking care of the environment, uh, things of that nature. As a consequence, uh, too much losing faith in our government with regards to these regulatory agencies. Uh, we've got to stop this over-regulation, and uh, we got your back. Thank you. Our thanks to Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan at www.goodgrowthplan.com. For AgriPulse, I'm Jack Alley.